Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Patrice Harris Henry hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to. Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz. And Lord, what a struggle today has been. Have you ever just tried, like, have you ever just opened your computer and was like, okay, today I'm just going to get things done the way they need to get done. And the computer's just like not cooperating for whatever reason. Like your computer just woke up like on the wrong side of the bed. You know, <laughs> like your computer just said, you know what? Fuck you. I, I don't want to do that today. Well, that's been my day all day today uh, from like the computer not recognizing the microphone to the computer wanting to restart to the computer wanting to update. And I'm just like, I am trying to record my MF podcast the way I always do. Ugh. It's been a day, folks. It's just been a day, but we're here. We're alive. We're good. I mean, I have a little bit of a cold. Um, yes, people still get colds these days. Trust me, it's not the Rona. I've been tested twice recently. I just went to the doctor. It's a little sinus thing. So if I sound a little nasal, don't don't you worry about it. I am here and I am here for you. And yeah, guys, Valentine, Valentine's Day is this weekend. Ugh. <laughs> I guess it's par for the course that I have a cold and like Valentine's Day is coming up, isn't it? I mean, single with my tissues in my bed is what this Valentine's Day is going to look like for me. Because you know what? I'm home because I don't want to get, I don't even want to give anybody my cold these days. Speaking of, are you all double masking out there? This whole like double mask sort of deal that we're that we're supposed to be doing now. I am because it's freezing here in New York City and I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm certainly not trying to give it to anybody. But I can't imagine being in warmer climates with two masks on just because of the heat of it all. Anyways, moving right along. You know what? Big things may be in the pipeline for this podcast, and I don't want to jinx it, but stay tuned because, you know, there's been phone conversations. There's been there's been good talks. Paperwork may be coming my way. What is happening? All I'm saying is get your merch now, y'all. 
Get your merch now. And you know what? I am so excited for today's guest because I wasn't the only one having computer problems this morning. The two of us, I, I guess it's just this day, this cloudy, almost snowy day here in New York City where our electronics were like, not today, bitches, not today. But I am so excited that we are finally here together. And please just help me give a very, very warm welcome to today's guest, folks. Hi, Howard Brown. How are you? I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here after all of our struggles this morning. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's one of those days. You know what? I feel like I, I feel like we're closer because of that, like, technological mess journey that we both went through this morning. Yes, definitely. Um, it's, been, it's been a long week. Oh, it's been a long, really. it's been yeah. a long week, too. Huh? All right. Well, well, we'll, yeah. get, well we'll get into it. Folks yeah. out there, if you don't know, and you should know, Howard Brown is the owner and mastermind behind The Baking Room, inspired by his master baker parents and influenced by his traditional Caribbean roots, Howard strives to bring you the best and most unique flavors in gluten-free and vegan baking here in New York City. Yes! And listen, y'all out there, he's really easy on the eyes. So um, while you're listening to this podcast, please go to The Baking Room online on Instagram and take a look at that beautiful face as you like sift through all his baked goods, please. <laughs> He's blushing. <laughs> He's blushing. Anywho, I need to start you off the way we always start here on In Your Mouth. And so in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, I need to wish you happy National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. Thank you. <laughs> Same to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You know, are, do you make cream cheese brownies at, um, in the baking room? I do. Exper- I've been experimenting with a couple of things. It's cream cheese brownies. Even last year, during the holidays, I did these pumpkin cream cheese, little mini banana breads, and we sold sold a couple of those. So that was pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Do you have do you have like a secret brownie recipe that you go to or are what what are we using here? Well, I use I have a base recipe for my brownies and I use that base to create different things so it's so versatile. Uh, you can use uh, it like almost anything. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Did you just <laughs> did you just come out as versatile on in your Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. I am here for it. In your mouth, listeners, I am blushing here on uh, on the podcast and with Valentine's Day right around the corner, Howard. <laughs> this may be a full 45 minutes of me just flirting with you, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can use it. You can use it for anything. Like. Oh, anything. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, listen, you're in luck, Howard, because today is a double day, and I don't even know who comes up with these things, but today is also National Have a Brownie Day. So it's like a double brownie 
day, day. Yeah. Are you a brownie fan or or would you prefer something else? I'm definitely a brownie fan. Yeah. I love them. I like a really fudgy brownie. Yeah. Most of the times. And then sometimes it could be something that's like cakey, a cakey kind of texture brownie. So. Okay. Most now, of my people love fudge. Yeah, I mean, hello. Um, who doesn't? I love a really good fudgy brownie myself. I'm not a blondie fan because I find that blondies take it a little too far, like, and they're too sweet. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's true. You know? Yeah. No, no offense if you're making blondies and brownies. Listen, we accept yeah. all we accept all kinds of brownies here <laughs> in your <laughs> mouth. Of course. We you are like what you like. Well, yeah, you like what you like here, right? And we do not have a preference. That is not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so no matter what you're celebrating out there, today we want to wish you happy National Cream Cheese Brownie Day and National Have a Brownie Day. So you know what? Have one for me and Howard. And moving right along to this day in gay history, did you know, Howard, in 1983, a spoke Spokesman for the San Francisco Giants tells a banquet audience that the Giants are planning to set up a special seating section for their gay fans. Instead of the grandstand, he jokes, we're going to call it the fruit stand. I thought I thought it was pretty appropriate um, after after this Super Bowl weekend. Uh, for this little this day in gay history moment, yeah. You know, did you watch the Super Bowl? I, honestly, I've never. I was never interested in the Super Bowl at well, all. I mean, I, I mean, surprise, yeah. surprise. Not me. I ended up. <laughs> I ended up watching uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills myself. Oh yeah. So. I don't know. I'm not here for this that that moment in gay history, right? Because I I don't think that was um, genuine or very nice. But we've moved we've moved uh, quite some way or quite along in the in the field of sports when it comes to things of an LGBTQ nature since 1983. So we have to be grateful for that. But I want to get to the getting on and learn about you, Howard. And I want to start at the very beginning. Where did this love for baking come from? So my love for baking, it came from my parents back home in Jamaica. They were always in the kitchen. They're cooking or they're baking. And I got to see it. I got to stand up on stools and taste. And I look at that and I'm like, that is, I think that is what I want to do. When I get older, oh, that's uh, I mean that that's lovely. Like a lot of us have learned to to bake or cook from our parents, and and that like you know that that culture is infused in us. Like, what kind of things were your, were your parents like making? Like, what's what's like traditional Jamaican baked uh, goods? Oh, the, one of the biggest ones was the rum soaked black cake. I have yeah, heard yeah. I have heard of this rum soaked black cake. Now now you know what before I even try to impose on what it actually is I'm going to let you tell the audience. Tell the audience all about this rum soaked uh, black cake. Yeah, so this this rum soaked black cake is really just using they used dried fruits like raisins, prunes, cherries and you puree it a little in the blender and you add in a mixture of like white rum and brandy and you let it sit in there 
And some people, they let it sit there for the entire year. All that dried food is soaking for the entire year. So by the end of Christmas, when you're ready to use that dried fruit, you put it in the cake. It's beautiful. Like the flavor is like amazing. The longer it sits, the better. And so a long time ago, my friend Lenny Walker was on this podcast, right? Um, Shout out to you, Lenny Walker. He has told me that uh, once you make the cake... Like you make it like a month ahead of time and like you just keep pouring rum over it. Is that uh, correct me if I'm wrong? Right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I do as well. Yeah. I mean, how do you not get, how do you not get like (laughs) wasted off of a small piece of cake? (laughs) Yeah. I've had that. Like some people told me, oh, damn, this is a lot of rum, sir, in this cake. And they're like, just from one slice. So, like, uh, so explain to me. So fine. So we're having this slice of cake. Do you add? Do you add anything to like cut the rum flavor? Like, is it like you serve it with like ice cream or like a whipped cream or something to like just you know like you know how you if you're having vodka right you throw some soda in it to like cut the uh, or you throw some like cranberry juice in it to cut the alcohol flavor. Are you are are you like putting ice cream or something with the rum cake to cut the rum flavor? Or are you just going like basically doing shots of rum via a cake vessel? <laughs> we just, you just go, we eat raw, raw rum cake. You just go raw just like that. Oh, oh. And a lot of times, even so with weddings, people prefer, some people prefer having icing on the rum cake. Yeah, so, I, I have never, I have unfortunately never had rum cake, right? And I hear that Len, my friend Lenny makes one of the best out there. But you may, I may have to try yours, right, these days. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that, but I didn't see that rum cake on your Valentine's Day online order uh, menu that you have online out there. So you're, so you grew up, right, in Jamaica, watching your mom and dad bake and and cook and then when did you move here to the united states so i moved here in 2010 to new york city and like i really wasn't i was never expecting to actually be here but all the processing and paperwork it took it took a good while i'm yeah that i'm sure as we all know out there that isn't an easy process so you get here right Mm -hmm. Uh, how old are, how old were you when you uh, came? So when I got here, I was eighteen at the time. Okay, all right, oh, all right. So so I don't feel so bad for hitting on you via, <laughs> via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that with that baby face. Um, but when when did you decide that like you know what baking is what I'm going to do now? Like this is my passion. This is my calling. It was after I got um my well I said I, when I just got into. New York City. My first job that I had, I started off as a cashier and they had a bakery department. Well, they have all the regular stuff, you know, with the eggs, the butter. And I got the opportunity to do some things in there to get the experience. And then when I decided to leave, like I started applying to other bakeries that were vegan or gluten-free. And they gave me a chance to come in and learn all the techniques and I took all the experience that I had from those companies and decided that, oh, I want to open up my own 
vegan and gluten free bakery. Well, that's that's a, that's a really amazing, right? B, yeah. that's that's the journey of many in this like culinary world. Like you start one place and then you work your way up through the kitchens. And so yeah. that's amazing. What I what I'm really curious about is though, when did the transition to like vegan and gluten free happen? Are you vegan and gluten free? Oh my the transition started first was when I was in my I got into my first relationship as my ex-boyfriend. He helped me to start the business. But in the beginning, it was all regular stuff that had dairy and everything in it. And he's like, we look at the mark, the vegan, the market, how great the market is. So he said to me, like, why don't you do vegan and gluten-free baked goods? And that's where I said, that sounds like a great idea. So that's where the transition started. So let's oh, so, so you had a, a good like marketing person behind you being like, this is, you know what? The the market is oversaturated with like buttery, eggy goodness out there. So yeah. and and the vegan gluten. Everybody can do that. So why not tap in? No, it's very, very smart, right? Yeah. It's very, very smart because you know, there's uh these days there's a ton of vegan stuff out there, right? Especially baked goods, a ton of gluten-free stuff. But it's hard to find really, really, really good and delicious things that are vegan and gluten-free that don't taste like cardboard or don't right. like suck all the moisture out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but they don't taste like sand. Yeah, or they don't taste like sand. <laughs> yeah. So so did you just start experimenting and, and figure it out? Or or did you enter a vegan gluten-free space to, you know, help you figure that out? So- I started experimenting first, different things and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And then that's when I like I started to get down with my cookies, my brownies, my muffins. And I'm after all the experimenting I'm doing, I'm like, yes, this is it. I got it. Yes. I love that. I love that. You started to get down with your cookies <laughs> and your muffins. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I absolutely, absolutely love that. So you mentioned your parents and you mentioned your ex-boyfriend. And I want to take a, you know, a slight, I want to turn this car, you know, slightly, slightly right here and ask you, right, especially because you're Jamaican and being from the Caribbean, you know, being uh, an LGBTQ person in that space may not be the easiest sometimes. What was coming out like for you? Oh, in the beginning, it was not easy it took some time but then after a while it became okay did you come out to your like mom first or your dad first or like what was that process like i came out to my mom first and then and then eventually some other people oh lovely 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 you know what shout out shout out to all the moms out there who you know what whether whether it takes them a minute to accept and understand or or they love us right away. You know what? We we need you in our lives and and you're important and and, and it's really really important for for us to have you in our lives. So shout out to all the moms out there for sure. Are you and your mom close? Yeah, we are. We all are close and we stick together. I, I love that. I love all of that. So, you know what? Valentine's Day is coming up and uh, are, are we single and ready to mingle or are we taken? Unfortunately, single. 
New York City is lonely right now. <laughs> There's not, not a damn thing to do. <laughs> All the good stuff left the city and went Hey, <laughs> hey I am offended. <laughs> Oh. Wow, guys! You know what? It was lovely to have you. Thank you for uh, thank you for being on the podcast. I think we're. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, at the moment, I'm not dating right now. At the moment, I'm just focusing on myself. Yeah, like you, like we have to. You know what? And it's hard to yeah. date during a pandemic, right? We got, it is. like who who's gonna? Uh, how do you get to know somebody from six feet away? You know, right? You know, it's so hard. So. It's a journey to say the least. Well, I'm having the best time getting to know you, but I think I want to take a small break really quick to take you, Howard, to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of this podcast, a little something we like to call Food News Update. Food News. Oh, honey, you ain't ready. Fireball Whiskey will give you the money to finally ship your ex's stuff back to them. (laughs) (laughs) You still have any of your ex's items in your house? The one that uh, told you to go vegan and gluten-free? No, I don't. (laughs) Not at all. Well, if you did, Fireball Whiskey will pay you to send it to them. Isn't that hysterical? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I, lo- I love this article from Yahoo News. Um, and so from now through February 12th, Fireball will pick the first 10 fans each day who post a picture of their ex's stuff that they want out of their place ASAP. This can be the weird sweatshirts, old notebooks, pictures, whatever. Fireball will then reward you with a gift card to cover the cost of finally shipping it back to them. To qualify, post the photo as either an Instagram post or a story and tag at Fireball Whiskey. You also want to include the hashtags, uh, hashtag Fireball and TV Day and hashtag contest. And that's it. Isn't that, I mean, I think this is hysterical. <laughs> you know, I I mean, yeah. I don't I personally don't have any of my exes anything in this house. I mean, I remember what? I had 2 years ago I had when was it 2019? Well, 2019 actually was the year that I broke up. Well, I was the one who ended the relationship, but I remember I had a blue suitcase there that belonged to him, but I threw it away. Unfortunately, just, just right out the window it went. Right? Out the window. right? Just right. open with all of his clothes in it. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want like sometimes you know you don't want all reminders of things like it's not like I regret anything, but you know when you see these things and you get flashbacks, like you don't want that. Yeah, you don't want sometimes it, and you and you know what? Why yeah. not? I I don't know what Fireball Whiskey intends to do with all of these random items that they will be receiving. I, right. uh, there's, I'm sure they have something up their sleeve. I mean, I do I have anything of and I don't have anything except for except for some writing on um uh, I have a chalkboard wall here and it says welcome home that one of my exes cuz he was an artist 
did and yeah. it's really pretty. And so I didn't want to get rid of it. But it doesn't really remind... I mean, it does remind me of him, but it doesn't at the same time. Is that weird? Mm, yeah. You know? It used to say, welcome home, babe. I just got rid of the babe. Mm-hmm. It just says, welcome home. You know? Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I uh, I think I think I could be here for this. You know what? And I'm all about de- like Marie Kondoing, decluttering my life these days. So if someone's going to pay me to, or at least pay for the shipping for me to send them some shit that I don't need anymore in my life, I think we are here for it. Wouldn't you agree, Howard? I agree. Your Hershey's chocolate might be getting a whole lot more expensive. Now, do you use Hershey's chocolate in your baking? Oh, I guess not because it's not vegan. No, it's not vegan. Right? No, yeah, Hershey's is not vegan. Well, thank. Well, I guess I guess that's good news for you because your uh, cost of production isn't going up. You know what I I recently found out was vegan are Oreos. Oreos are vegan. Yeah, they are. Are The originals are vegan, and now now they have these gluten-free Oreos. So now you have it all together in one. Wait, there are gluten-free Oreos? Yeah, they just came out last month. Oh, Mike, look at you. Maybe you should be maybe you should be handling food news update, not me. Gluten-free Oreos just hit the market. <laughs> yeah. And surprisingly, they taste just like the our original Oreos. There's really nothing different. I, I'm curious to see how many chemicals are in uh, a gluten-free Oreo to make them taste like Oreo. But back to Hershey's. Apparently, Bloomberg recently interviewed Hershey's CEO, Michelle Buck, who explained the price hike. She said that HersheyCo plans to raise the prices on bags of kisses, miniature chocolate bars, and other seasonal treats later this year. Um, it's tempting to blame the increase on a pandemic-related chocolate sales slump. However, research tells us that consumers are buying more comfort food than ever uh, before during the pandemic. Bloomberg also reports that HersheyCo has fared pretty darn well during the pandemic, with its net sales rising 5.7% in the quarter uh, to $2.19 billion. Wow, that's a lot, you know? So, but the good thing, I guess the good thing is that that they're waiting till Christmas before the fair hike and not before Valentine's Day. It's crazy. It really is. I don't know. Uh, You know what? It's all, it's all about greed and money these days. Right. And I mean, what can people even do with the $1,400 stimulus check anyway? I I mean, what Um, can people do with the $1,400? I mean, I guess it's better than nothing, but like... Well, we can't go down that rabbit hole. I refuse to talk politics on this podcast. <laughs> Food news update is supposed to be a break from the regular news cycle, Howard. <laughs> and last but not least, for sure, a famed Parisian tea room, Angelina, changes name of hot chocolate after social media call out. The Parisian, um, the famous Parisian tea room. Angelina has renamed its signature hot chocolate drink in New York City and Paris. The drink's name, formerly Le African or The African, has been in use for more than a century and appears on menus of more than 30 international locations. Have you heard about this? No, I have not heard about this before. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. 
what the fuck? <laughs> oh like, man. I I I just I just don't understand. I I mean I do understand, but I don't understand. So apparently, this is from Eater New York. A woman by the name of Charlene Wang De Chen made her first and only visit to Angelina in late December when she celebrated her birthday with a Mont Blanc and a hot chocolate from the celebrated Parisian cafe. She found that the name wasn't quite appropriate, you know? And while eating the treats in nearby Bryant Park, she visited the company's website to look up the ingredients of its hot chocolate and learned the drink's official name was Lafricane, an apparent reference to the origin of its cocoa beans, which comes from Niger, Ghana, and Cote d'Ivoire. So, and she says, I just want to enjoy a hot chocolate on my birthday, not participate in racist naming or weird colonial leftovers. So she turned to social media and lo and behold, like, I guess hours after she posted about it, they changed their name. Mm, Wow. I mean, years later, it is 2021, folks. Like, what is happening? Right. Why are people like so overly sensitive about things? The, oh, the, oh, okay. So you're so you're not offended. Yeah, nah. you don't care. You don't care that it's no. Let's talk yeah. about it because I love it. I I love an opposing opinion here. Yeah, especially especially as two people of color here on this podcast. Lovely, because the audience can't obviously see us unless they looked up your face. So yeah. you're not you're not bothered by the fact that this hot chocolate is called Lafricade. Mm. No, not really. Honestly, not bothered by it. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I you, you think there's like bigger fish to fry? What what's what's the reasoning here? Like really, what's happening in the country? Like on a whole, like like now we lead it to little petty things, which I think you know are so petty. Yeah, like uh, we. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think I hear that you're saying that like these small things are petty, and we need to focus on the bigger picture of changing of changing the scene. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what? You know what? I think I personally think small steps lead to bigger steps. You know, like you start, it's, it's the one domino Mm -hmm. that leads to the bigger domino. And I, I get that Angelina was um, referencing the, uh, the beautiful origin of their cocoa beans. But I also think that it's like, we're carrying, we need to notice what the history is and what we're carrying forth and how to change it. And it's also why it's important for me personally to do like this day in gay history, you know, because we have to, we have to always recognize and realize where we came from and how, uh, so that way history A doesn't repeat itself. And so that way we can always be striving for better, you know, way to take a serious turn on the, on in your mouth. I kind of love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, good for you, Angelina, for recognizing that, like, you know what? Change was necessary. And I think that's a beautiful way to end food news update. Yes. How was that for you? Was was that life changing? <laughs> it definitely was. That helped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Howard... Tell the kids what's next for you. Tell the kids what's on, what's on the the Valentine's baking menu. Tell the kids everything. 
But what's going on right now? I'm just playing around with some recipes with new words that they came with, you know, put in put it put it together with Valentine's. Yeah. And I as mean, usual, yeah. just filling orders. Well, your val- really what's happening. Yeah, your Valentine your Valentine's menus look delicious. You have vegan gluten free Oreo truffles. Can I get some of those in my mailbox, please? Oh, definitely. Whenever you're ready. Hello, you have vegan <laughs> gluten-free almond butter chocolate chip blondies on this <laughs> national uh, national uh, uh, cream cheese brownie day. Hello. All right. I was telling my people, like, um, maybe I think blondies are kind of underrated, but I'm like, I was like, let me do something nice <laughs> so, like, so we can appreciate blondies some more. Oh, oh, so, so so the truth comes out, Howard. You yeah. are anti-brownie and, uh, <laughs> you know, make blondies great again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Soon enough, you're going to be wearing like, um, you know, uh, a light brown colored hat with a, with the initials MABA. Make brown, uh, make uh, blondies great again. You know? <laughs> Yeah, or M-B-A-G, my bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I love to see you thriving and moving and shaking here. There's all sorts of things on your website. Uh, gluten-free oatmeal raisin cookies, vegan uh, gluten-free chocolate chip banana, chocolate chip banana cake. Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> You see all that crumb topping on there? Yes, yes. What's the, what's the favorite? What's your favorite thing that you make? Oh, my favorite thing are the vegan and gluten-free almond butter chocolate chip cookies. Oh, those okay. are like my favorite cookies of all, all right. time. All right, can I get some of those? I'll I'll go I'll go to the Upper West Side and meet you for some <laughs> yeah. uh, gluten-free almond butter chocolate chip cookies. This sounds good. Yeah. Actually, I got a giveaway going on right now for those. Uh, tell the kids about the giveaway. <laughs> the giveaway. Well, you got to enter and you'll see it on my Instagram. You go to um, the person that I'm collaborating with. This her Instagram handle is one happy stomach. Oh, okay. That's what the giveaway is. It's for Valentine's. Awesome. So people are going to go to a, at one happy stomach. Shout out to you at one happy stomach. And then what do they do from there? Is that one of those like like and then tag and then like and then share sort of deals? Yes, yeah, one of those. All right. One of those type of giveaways. Great. And um, do, do they just win like these vegan gluten free almond butter chocolate chip cookies, or is there more? Mm-hmm. They just win those. Almond butter chocolate chip cookies. Oh, because it's, it's enough. That's yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I may, I may have to, I may have to enter myself. I mean, in your mouth, listeners, um, if you go to thebakingroom.online, you can see Howard's menu, whether it be for Valentine's Day for one or Valentine's Day for all, or just, you know what, a random Wednesday. There is, uh, Everything is vegan and gluten-free. You have monkey be- bread. You have uh, peanut butter chocolate cake. You have 
uh, cookie dough, uh, coconut cup. Oh, coconut cupcake. Howard, I'm starving <laughs> all of a sudden. Look, you could even get the Jamaican rum-soaked black cake in vegan, gluten-free form, folks. Delicious. I mean, carrot cake, the cookies he was talking about. If you don't feel like doing all the work to enter the contest and you just want to support the man, hello. Just, I mean, fairly order. And And also, whatever purchase you make online, you'll get a free package of gluten-free Oreos. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. All right. Well, I may have to... I may have to start ordering some myself. I mean, you could even get vegan, gluten-free, frozen cookie dough. Now, with that cookie dough, do you have to bake it, or are you just like, are you just like eating it and crying on Valentine's Day, like from from the package? <laughs> no, it's it gets shipped frozen. Okay. You, and then you pull them out, you bake them in at home. They already come parted. So you don't have to be flat, um, scooping dough and then flattening it all by yourself. That's already done for you. You just take it out, put it in the oven, 12 minutes, and it's done. Awesome. Awesome. I love I love everything about that. And the best part is that it's vegan and gluten-free. So even if you wanted to sit in bed with a pint of ice cream and this cookie dough mm-hmm. and just cry your sorrow, your single sorrows away, you can do that. And you know what? I, I, you're allowed, and I, I approve. <laughs> That's what yeah. I gotta say here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's a lot of families at home now with the pandemic, and I thought that would be something really special that they could have cookie dough in the freezer. It's quick. Yeah, I, I, ooh, a gluten-free chocolate chip banana bread. Oh my god, yes. I, I'm just. Uh, I've uh, in your mouth, listeners. I have like clicked over from the, the the beautiful face to now all the beautiful baked goods, and I don't know what I'm more in love with. <laughs> oh my god! There's gluten free ginger crinkle cookies. Let me ask you a question before we say goodbye. If someone wanted to, you know, start their foray into gluten free and vegan baking. What is like the one, maybe two tips you have for people who want to try their hand at gluten-free and vegan baking? I'll say one of the big tips, and I have, I've had a couple of people ask me the same question, like go online, look for a recipe, something that you like. It could be, whether it's, it could be something that has dairy and all the stuff in there and you can figure out a way to like veganize that recipe and then you can play with it. You can change it up and make it your own. That's how I started out. All right. So then, yes, hashtag you know, exper- experimentation. Is experimenting. Key. All about experimenting for me. Yeah. yeah. All right. I love, yeah. I love that. In and out of the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my, uh, oh, oh my goodness. Well, I, lo- I love all of that. I love every last second of that. Howard, today has been such a pleasure, despite our 
all of our technical difficulties of the morning. It's just been so great to meet you and connect. Tell the people out there where they can find you one more time, how they can order things one more time to make sure that they get their orders in, like in, in time for Valentine's Day or whenever. All right. So guys, you go on the website is www.thebakingroom.online. You go there, you order online, and it gets shipped right to your door. And my Instagram handle is the Baking Room Online. Oh, so it's uh, so it's all fairly all fairly easy to do. Easy. Well, one more time, that is the Baking Room dot online. It's not it's not a dot com, y'all. It's the Baking Room dot online, or just go to his Instagram at the Baking Room Online, and you can like peep all the peep all the beautiful selfies and peep all the beautiful desserts at the same time. Howard, this has been such a great day and so so great connecting with you. Thank you once again for being here. It's it's truly been an absolute pleasure and I can't thank you enough, obviously. Of course. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me on. Yeah, of course. Anytime. You are always welcome in my home, especially if you're bringing some gluten-free rum-soaked black cake. Oh my God, there's even a red velvet cake. I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop looking at the, at the website. Any amount of listeners, if you're alone on Valentine's Day, remember, it's like a Hallmark holiday. It, it doesn't, matter. Buy yourself, buy yourself some vegan gluten-free baked goods from Howard here, you know, or a nice bottle and a nice bottle of wine, you know, make yourself a nice dinner, cuddle up. I'll be cuddling up with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or wait, it's Sunday. I'll be cuddling up with the Real Housewives of Atlanta because (laughs) last week they didn't give us a new episode. And, and you know what? I I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I have a lot of love in my life and I give a lot of love out there, especially to all of you who um, love me and this podcast. As always, if you wanted to shoot me some love or, so, you know what, slide some nudes in my DMs, you can do that <laughs> on Instagram at inyourmouthpod. You can also send me emails at inyourmouthnyc at gmail.com. There is merch. Get it now before she blows up, honey. Um, Watch me just jinx everything that's in the works by saying that. And that's at www.themunoz.com forward slash mouth merch. And with that, stay safe out there. Get your parents or your grandparents on the schedule for a vaccine. I've been having the worst time uh, trying to do that. And as always, thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth.